Welcome to the 7 Series with Greg Davidson, where we tap the biblical number of perfection in creative ways to explore faith, science, and culture. In episode one, we'll start out, appropriately, asking what's up with the number seven. To do so, I am joined by my friend and colleague, Dr. Lance Yarborough. Glad to help out. Thanks for letting me be part of your launch. Is this where I ask what's up with the number seven? I kind of already asked that, but sure. Great. So what's the deal with number seven? Glad you asked. We live at a time and in a culture where numbers serve to count a quantity and not much else. But other cultures, particularly in ancient times, assigned symbolic meaning to specific numbers. In the ancient Near East, Israel and her neighbors associated specific numbers with abstract concepts such as unity, strength, order, trials, vastness, or perfection, to name a few examples. We'll consider a few of them in this episode. The number one signified unity or singularity. It represented the beginning, the origin, and the divine power of creation. The number three was associated with the sometimes triadic nature of the gods and symbolized harmony, stability, and strength. In the Proverbs, we see a cord of three strands is not easily broken. The number 10, very likely linked to the 10 digits on our hands and feet, was a representation of completeness. We see it in the Ten Commandments and in the Ten Plagues of Egypt. The number 12, associated with cosmic order and governance. It represented the 12 months in a year or the 12 signs of the zodiac, symbolizing a complete cycle. The number 40 signified a period of trial or significant transition. It appears in stories such as the Epic of Gilgamesh, as well as the Days of Noah. Number 60 was considered a sacred number in Mesopotamian cultures. It represented the sexagesimal numeral system used in mathematics and astronomy that remains with us today with 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, and 6 times 60 degrees in a circle. And of course, our number 7, which symbolized fullness, abundance, completion, or perfection. It represented the seven celestial bodies known at the time, such as the sun, moon, and five visible planets. So you just gave seven examples of symbolic numbers? You noticed that, did you? Perfect. Such numbers and symbolism are found far more frequently in the Bible than most people realize. Are you suggesting the Hebrews just borrowed stuff from the dominant cultures around them? That's a good question. Scholars trying to diminish the significance or importance of the Bible will often claim that the biblical writers just borrowed and adapted stories and mythologies from the dominant culture around them to suit their own purposes. In reaction to that, those trying to defend the Bible will often argue that any of those similarities are overhyped and just coincidental. The Bible, they they say, is completely unique. But a more reasoned explanation is that God took things familiar to Israel, ideas and literary tools common to both Israel and her neighbors, to illustrate eternal truths about his kingdom and his relationship with his people. 
Recall they were immersed in Egyptian culture for over 400 years. There were many concepts and cultural nuances that were broadly shared that the biblical writers tapped into. Such as the use of symbolic numbers? Yes, but because it's not common in our culture, we often miss the use of symbolic numbers in the Bible because the writers rarely spell out that meaning. Familiarity is assumed by the writers. As modern Western readers, we often read right over these numbers, mistakenly thinking of them just as numbers. We don't see them until someone points them out, or we start seeing how often the same number appears. We'll revisit a couple of those numbers from our introduction. Take the number 40. Noah's Ark, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. The Egyptians embalmed Jacob for 40 days. Moses was twice up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The land of Canaan was spied out for 40 days. Israel wandered in the desert for 40 years. Elijah ran for 40 days to Mount Horeb after his challenge to the prophets of Baal. Jesus fasted for 40 days. And after the resurrection, Jesus appeared to people for 40 days. We see 40 clearly associated with a period of great trial or marking a pivotal transition in God's plan for his people. Take the number 12. Both Jacob and Ishmael gave rise to 12 tribes. Sacrifices and items in the temple sometimes appear in 12s. The Levites were given 12 cities. David selected musicians in the temple in groups of 12. Portions of armies, often numbered at 12,000. There were 12 disciples. The first mention of Jesus' interaction in the temple are when he was 12 years old. And when Jesus fed the 5,000, food was collected in 12 baskets. The number 12 carries a sense not just of order, but of order arranged and sustained by the divine. The number 7, of course, is the one number most do recognize in the Bible as the number of perfection. But even then, few realize just how pervasive it is. The obvious examples are in the days of a week, the number of creation days, And maybe people remember that there were seven pairs of clean animals on the ark. But we also see it in multiples of seven. Jacob worked for Rachel for 14 years. Passover was celebrated on the 14th day of the first month. The year of Jubilee was after seven sets of seven years. There were 70 elders gathered to assist Moses, and restoration of Israel after their exile was promised in 70 years. Moving into the New Testament, the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew is given in three sets of 14, and in Luke in two sets of 21. That's three times seven for you math-challenged folks. Peter asked if required to forgive seven times, and Jesus answered 70 times seven, all multiples of seven. So if the numbers have symbolic meaning, does that mean the actual numerical value may have been different? That's an excellent segue into the question of how we should interpret these numbers. There are times when it's likely that the numerical value was a real quantity. Twelve tribes, 40 years of wandering, but the point is rarely, if ever, the numerical value. An underlying message is communicated in the symbolic nature of the number employed. Not a secret code that needs to be cracked to understand the hidden message, just a straightforward application of symbolism. 
that may feel a little strange to us. But remember, the Bible was written for us, but not to us. So curious just how big of a deal this is in the Bible? Check out the opening chapter. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's ten words in English, but in the Hebrew, seven words. The next sentence, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Fourteen Hebrew words. If we start looking at some of the phrases in the story, it was so occurs seven times. It was good seven times. Firmament, 21 times, three times seven. Heaven and earth, 21 times. God, 35 times, five times seven. And the summary statement of Genesis 2, 1 through 3 is made in 35 Hebrew words, five times seven. There is no way that that's an accident. There is amazing creativity and intentionality in the telling with words, phrases, and sentences in multiples of seven. So how are we going to apply that to this podcast? Everything you say from here will be in sentences with words in multiples of seven, right? Ha! Wrong script. Not going to try that one. What we'll be aiming for is to tie each episode, theme, or season in some respect to the number seven. We'll be aiming for perfection. We'll miss it, of course, but at least we know the target. Our link could be seven points, seven episodes in a season, seven individuals that we want to highlight, or even seven minutes to a message, or, of course, multiples of seven. And so the journey begins. Thank you.